That's right, Patch. This season alone, we've seen him lift dirt, eat bugs, and floss his catcher's teeth in the dugout. I feel like I want JP to be my son. <laughs> Such a good little guy. But dude, JP is killer. Welcome to episode 6 of Wine and Cheese, a podcast about whiny records and cheesy movies. I'm Joey. And I'm Mike. And we got another banger for you this week. We've got the 2016 Run for Cover and Big Scary Monsters release, Modern Baseball's Holy Ghost, paired up with the 1994 Disney classic Angels in the Outfield. What do you think about that? What a great parent, honestly. <laughs> honestly, like, I think that is your your best work. It might be my best one yet. Uh, it's it's going to be hard to top. It hits on all levels. The Modern baseball, boom, angels in the outfield. Baseball, Holy Spirits, angels, boom, you name it, it's there. Christopher Lloyd is on the hidden track of the record. I wish the listeners could see your hand motions right now. That was <laughs> awesome. Um, just went for a ride. Yeah. Dude, what have you been listening to all week? I got some good stuff. Okay. So I'm still listening to the Culture Abuse record. I don't blame you. I listen, so to, good. I listen to it five times a day. I'm uh, not kidding. Yeah, I've skipped a couple of days at this point, but it, all the time. It's perfect. It's, it's amazing. Perfect summer record. Uh, revisited the Impaler Cellar Dweller actually, and we were talking about it earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, so good. Yeah, uh, I think I had plan. that in my top ten last year. I'm really? pretty sure. Yeah, I don't think it made it to mine, but in hindsight, it probably should have. It's um, really good. But I think I just didn't listen to it enough then. Mm-hmm. It was like a late re-listen before me. I looked at my list recently and I had some stuff on there that you sent me that I was like, oh, this is cool, but I haven't listened to it since. Yeah. So That's hard, like, man. Like Dream Decay or whatever that was. Oh, yeah. I was into it at the that time. You haven't listened to it you? since. Yeah. That record's awesome. Um, and then I found something new, which I really love. It's a Philly rapper. Her name is Tierra Wack. The record's called Wack World. Spell Tierra? Uh, T-I-A-R-A? T-I-E- or T-I-E-R-R-A. Tierra, oh, like Sierra, but Tierra. Yeah. Cool. Um, the record is called Whack World. It's fi- like 15 minutes long. It's 15 songs. Every song is exactly a minute long. Interesting. And it's it's like rap. It's got some more R&B leanings. It's very experimental, and there's like weird stuff in it. Okay. She has a very cool like visual accompaniment on YouTube. Interesting. Um, where it's like a bunch of different weird vignettes that go with each song is it soundcloud rappy a little bit no it's no. just like I can't, I can't describe it it's just cool like hell yeah it's it's like bizarre but very accessible cool uh i watched like a cool interview with her um she just like you know like when she, she says stuff like you know when i was growing up all the kids in my friend group wanted the same shoe but i was content with the weird shoe nobody liked or yeah stuff like that um but i went with the shoe that everybody liked anyway so i could fit in kind of thing but now she's like really about embracing (laughs) just like i don't know just leaning into like the weird stuff the record's awesome i can't recommend it highly enough yeah i fell in love with it it's great and she's from philly so bonus there's a winemaker uh called tiara they make a very good zinfandel there you go from somewhere california somewhere in california yeah shout out Shout out to your, to your <laughs> uh, I don't know. I was trying to keep it wine and cheese related. <laughs> yeah, that was stupid. That was good, that was good. I don't know. Whatever. What listen to? Um, so there's this like kind of psychedelic '60s pop band, almost like the Who or something like that, called The Action. Okay. Ever heard of them? They have an they have a, an album called Rolled Gold, and I think I it's like just that. a compilation of all their songs. And it's kind of like they I got a lot of stuff. Or? Almost like mod music a little bit. But okay. Yeah, they, they have like some stuff. Um, music for mods. Yeah, music for mods. That's Is this a there's a wrestler. Who has like a mod persona? Interesting. Um, his nickname is the Mod Father. <laughs> That's cool. I can't think of his name right now. Huh. I've been watching like a bunch of his masters recently. Um, okay. I don't know. I can't think of his yeah. name right now. Um, and besides that, I've been listening to the new No Age record. It's not that new anymore, but it's probably about Snare's a year old. Like a haircut. Is yeah. That, called? that yeah. one's cool, man. Um, I, like that one. I saw him play Philly in the winter into the spring maybe and they have a song called send me on that album that's really 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 good that is like maybe top to bottom my favorite record of theirs of their okay yeah interesting i I I like nouns a lot i like nouns a lot too and everything in between is kind of like that's the one that has like more interludes i think that one's a little more like this one is just like trim the fat Mm -hmm. it's maybe a little more a little more is the right word i feel like it's more straight ahead a little more it like maybe, makes sense a little maybe more that's what it is yeah. yeah it just doesn't like veer too far off the path but still is like their style yeah i like it a lot 
um, and a band that does veer off the path a lot. Uh, I don't know if they're a Philly band, but Bardo Pond, do you know them at all? I have no clue. They're kind of like, I feel like they're like psychedelic for sure, but they're like very experimental. Okay. And I feel like they have some like Eastern influences and stuff like that too. They're kind of cool. Check them out. Their name sounds like a uh, Pokemon knockoff. <laughs> we'll leave it there. I think I think a bardo is like one of the stages you go through in the afterlife or something like that. Okay. And then a pond. I'm sure you know what a pond is. Yeah. Yeah. So check them out. They're kind of cool. Cool. Bardo pond. Bardo one pond. Word? Uh, two words. Okay. Yeah. Possibly think, from Philly. I think they're playing. I only in, check them out if they're from Philly. They're playing Jenny Brenda soon, which leads me to believe that they're from Philly. Cool. Um. Cool. But for now, we got to talk about our our best pals. Philly natives, uh, modern baseball. Yeah. <laughs> Best pals. I don't really know. Really smooth transition. Thanks, man. I thought so. Philly's own modern baseball. Yeah. I think they're from like right around our house, this house. Could they be listening right now? They might be. Ooh. I think they have a record studio, a recording studio, um, a recording studio, like two or three blocks from here. Is that the studio in which they record their stuff at? No. Nah, uh, so I think this was the first album they didn't record their own stuff. I think they recorded this at the Headroom with Joe. Yeah, they did record this at Headroom. I recorded there twice. I wrote that. So did you? I did. It's oh, a very no nice place. Deal. Yeah, no big deal. baseball, you guys have only done it once. Mine is done it twice. <laughs> uh, Keep up with the Joneses. <laughs> yeah. Either way. Yeah. But uh, they recorded such bands as Joyce Manor, Hop Along, Snow Inn, and Dogs on Acid, etc. That's what I wrote down. <laughs> oh, Joe Reinhardt? Uh, there's like two guys, right? Joe and Kyle. Okay, yeah. yeah. I think Kyle did did most of the Hop Along stuff, cool. and and Joe did. He was like an Algernon. Now he's in Hop Along and stuff too. I'm, f- I'm a fan of their work. I think <laughs> big fan, big fan. <laughs> um, Is modern baseball emo? Ooh, give me a second. I should have this on the ready. Um, <laughs> give us some other facts about the album, Joey. Um, it's the perfect length. How long it's is like it? It's like 28 minutes. It's, it's like 27 and a half minutes or something like that's that. That's good. Yeah, it's, that's a great line. I'm going to guess it's like 10 or 11 songs. Uh, something like that. Okay, close enough. Um, in, in my opinion, this band is like modern day emo. Yeah, totally. Like a, a best case scenario of what people would consider emo now. Okay. Uh, like in 2018. Is well, this I mean, band they broken up by now, but. Is this band emo gives us just a very stern answer. Modern baseball is an emo band. Well, there you go. Boom. That answer. It. Answer answered. Go, going into this, had you listened to them at all? I had never heard this band before. Yeah. And I had no problem. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know that I necessarily like. Mm, I, I didn't dislike this band for okay. sure. I can't say that because I don't know anything about them. But I feel yeah. like I associated them with like younger people. Me, me too. And I And I didn't check them out for so long because of that mm-hmm. um they were like i don't know if that's like a bad association necessarily totally i had a a pretty not big wave i feel like I, I delved into like run for cover pretty early on yeah and then i just there was like a whole second wave of bands that came through that i just didn't bother checking out and i was probably way too judgmental about it because this album's pretty good yeah i agree actually like i think maybe initially i was sort of turned off by Maybe the bands they're lumped in with, maybe even the name a little bit. Dude, the name is one thing that got Which me. It's I've like, got a little bit more of an appreciation now. Sure. Did you read like what they got it from? Yeah. They just found it on like a book on one it of their like, dads. <laughs> like, it, was, it was like called like Modern Baseball Techniques or something. It's great. And yeah, I think that's like pretty funny. I respect that. But yeah, it's just I like, that. It's like, I feel like it falls into American football. Uh, I think one of their albums was called Sports. Like I feel like there's yeah. a whole like sports it's like a worship thing. thing yeah yeah, i agree which is fine like ironic sports worship or something maybe yeah. i don't know but either way it it is fine it fits like yeah. it's like like uh relaxed like carefree sounding mm-hmm. like and i feel like they kind of give off that sort of vibe in a way they have like um like silly shirts and yeah. like they're kind of carefree you're right the record cover is just like a photo of nothing like of a dude taking a photo yeah and like, i think those are the two dudes from like that originally that are, started the band really? yeah okay um, um yeah and i think uh i read a little bit about this album and i think i read that this was one of the more like i think they were kind of praised for having like grown up a bit so maybe there's yeah, maybe their old stuff was like a little more uh not juvenile but like a little more maybe whatever not as, uh not as mature or structured or yeah. something like that. Cause I think a lot of the themes of the album are kind of like death and dealing with that and coping with like some mental illness and things like that, which are grown up concepts. Absolutely. And earlier albums I'm sure aren't about that. They're probably yeah. more about like more I'm personal gonna, stuff yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I think 
one thing is that's really interesting about it is that the one guy wrote the basically the first half mm-hmm. and then the other guy wrote the second half basically and you right. can tell you can really tell the difference in the songs there's like you can almost once i knew that i could almost tell to the song which absolutely. like when it changed it, uh, it shifts completely yeah like tonally and sonically and like it still works mm-hmm. um i did not expect to like this as much as i did yeah but um, I, I checked this out maybe like a week or two before we decided to do this one mm-hmm. just because I wanted to like kind of familiarize myself with them to determine if yeah. it was a band that I wanted us to right. talk about at some point. And not just and like I listen the it. day of or something. Yeah. You know? and, I, and I enjoyed it. Yeah. Quite a bit. And it's really grown on me a lot since then. They love talking about South Philly. Like, Dude, <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> I feel like. There's a Menzinger song called the Tasker Moore Station. These Is dudes there? rep the, the Tasker Moore Station. Then they talk that's about... My, that's my stop. Then they rep Jersey, Philly, and Massachusetts. That's your actual stop? That's like if I took the train back, that'd be the stop I got off at. Nice. On, but you can but just... You and I probably live about five blocks away, like in the song. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you can drive, so you're good. Yeah, but I can drive, so... <laughs> um, I also... There were like a lot of maybe not overt references to like Kinsella stuff but the one song's called Note to Self which is an Owen song oh, and okay. the album's called Holy Ghost and there's an owl song called Holy Fucking Ghost oh, um, okay well I feel like the name of the record also sort of plays into the, the theme of the first half yeah in a way which is the one guy's grandfather mm-hmm. passed away so a lot of his songs are about that R.I.P. R.I.P. Um, and then I don't know it just uh, it's cool and it made for a great pairing for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm definitely not trying to say that they were like ripping off. No, yeah, uh, can I mean, stuff. It's probably like a tribute in a way, or it just fits within the umbrella of like emo stuff that yeah, was kind of like for sure the path that was laid out already. Um, the intro to the album's interesting. It's just someone going, "Okay, oh yeah." Should we get a little clip? Almost like a bit of a sound check thing. Oh, <laughs> you know, I, I didn't even put that together. That's interesting. <laughs> uh, let me see if I can find it. I think I have this. The album. first track to the second track flow together so seamlessly you think it's one song also. yeah i mean, I mean it kind of oh yeah really. it's more straight like up intro and song but i'm having trouble with the alphabet here here we go a b c okay <laughs> that's just that's the intro <laughs> I like that uh the first track i mean track two but the first like main track wedding singer is like the hit they've yeah. used video for it mm-hmm I think it's one of the stronger songs on the record. That's, this is like a perfect way to start. It's the one that stood out the most to me. Yeah. Me too. Um, this band's also really good at writing bridges. So that song that I mentioned, uh, "Note to Self." Yeah. Let me get let me get to two ten real quick. That's where I, I think the bridge really hits. Like this is awesome. It's yeah, like, I like kind of kind of dancey. If I could bob to it. This is like track three. This is track three. Yeah. This is right after. Uh, wedding singer yeah like i could hear that being played at like the tla or something like a big reverby room man it makes me regret kind of not giving them time when they were still playing i feel like they got back together last year and played a couple shows if i'm not mistaken well, i think they played that they daniel did. johnston show oh really yeah well, he did the three shows at ut thing uh, oh and they all sold out ago which is like at the time i was like how is this band selling this place mm-hmm. out three nights in a row who are they mm-hmm um, but I still didn't listen to them for whatever reason. <laughs> I, I mean, maybe I just wasn't in like a checking out new bands or checking, mm-hmm. especially newer emo kind of mood, um, which I very much have to be in like the right frame of mind for. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I would have liked to have seen them. You yeah. never, I mean, they might have slept on them. Never know. It says they're on an indefinite hiatus as of 2016. I wonder if they'll get back together. So, like, the one dude, I, I actually. And people love them, especially oh, yeah. around here, obviously, but. I think two of the dudes do Slaughter Beach Dog now. Okay. Um, I'm going to play one of their songs. This is from like their live uh, audio tree session. And I just like, it's a cool song. It's like the... What's it called? It's called 104 Degrees. It's like spoken word lyrics. Okay. Wait till the lyrics come in. I saw her in a dream, sitting in the yeah, it's not, it's not pretty like cool. dissimilar. Yeah. 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 And I feel like it's a little more like grown up like it's a little further yeah. removed from like pop punk emo kind of you stuff you told me to listen to them before and i'll have to check them out a little bit more it's too. cool it's a cool song so it's got like it's kind of like a philly super group i guess it's got like zach who used to be in that band super heaven and he's in like sun organ i think as well okay. and then it's got uh nick harris who used to be in luther okay um, I remember them. yeah and then it's got the two dudes from uh modern baseball 
cool. Yeah. And Slaughter Beach is a beach in Delaware, so shout out. Oh, is that true? Yeah. Oh. I wonder if it's named, it's got to be named after that. Yeah. I would assume. Maybe they're from Delaware. Um, I don't but know. Either way, back to my baseball. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> that was a little departure. Uh, I had something I was going to say about Slaughter Beach Dog, but I forget now. So if it comes back, it comes back. If not, just let the moment pass. It's like cool. an improv show. Did you watch the music video for Wedding Singer? <laughs> No, dude. I will start watching <laughs> the music the videos. Video guy, I guess. Uh, what do we got? It's uh, people in a room playing. <laughs> yeah, no, actually, well, they have a couple of those parts. Okay, where the band is playing in what looks like maybe sort of like a like a little shed or sort of like a covered greenhouse or something. Okay, with like some lights inside, um, and then the main theme of the video is like a guy waiting on. He's like in a suit, presumably going to like a funeral or waiting for the hearse to show up. Yeah. Hearse shows up. It's driven by this girl with like a pink haircut a la Broken Flowers or like uh, Ramona Flowers from Scott Pilgrim kind of thing. Okay. Um, And then he like hops in the hearse with her and then they drive and like have a great time together. And I think it. I did a little research on it and I think it's very much like a literal thing. Like maybe the guy in the band... Um, like this is somebody's interpretation of it. So I hope it's true and I'm not speaking out of line here, Okay. but the guy in the band, he was going through, uh, like a loss of a loved one. And then a girl who was his friend was there for him. And they ended up dating or something like that. Oh, cool. That's what I got out of that's it. Sweet. And that's very much the theme of the video too. It's very endearing. It's like very fun. Yeah. yeah. It's cool. It's a good song nice. about, you know, a, I, you know, I imagine a not so good time. Yeah. And but making making the best possible situation out of not so bad time. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, or <laughs> maybe or, not. Or finding something, you know, redeemable yeah. in that situation. Totally. And it's I don't know. It's like you like we said. It's probably like the strongest song on the record. It's a great mm-hmm. song. I think that would be like, like I bet if they toured on that record, that was probably the closer. Yeah. Like that's absolutely. my thought at yeah. least. Um, it's it's got to be. Yeah. yeah. Unless I mean they they probably have some older tracks that we don't know. That True. Resonate with like the maybe an, fans or something. Maybe an encore song. Who knows? Maybe. Yeah, I don't. I still don't get encores. I'll I'm gonna never go get back them. and listen to more of their stuff, though. I think after this, okay, I like it. I more. did a I did a similar thing where like because I so I don't really like the emo revival lyrics. I feel like they're all kind of they like follow a cadence where they sing like this and they kind of like they yeah. kind of like they kind of like <laughs> like, like that. That's not to mock this band at all. I really like them, but like yeah. from bottoms do a similar thing. They probably don't. If modern baseball would hear this, I don't think they'd be stoked to hear the comparison because I feel like. So, you know, it's like pigeonholing a little bit. They're yeah. different bands. They're different vibes. But I just don't care for those kind of vocals. Yeah. But they work really well in these songs. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And the uh, the later half has a much more, I don't want to say traditional emo sort mm-hmm. of feel and structure to it. But the songs are noisier. Sure. Uh, they're a little less like, a little less riffy. Mm-hmm. They're just more jammy in a way. Right, right, right. Um, there's something to like about both sides of it. They cool. still keep talking about Frankfurt, and they keep talking about yeah. going to Delaware, yeah. and they talk about Jersey, and they talk about Portland. That song, that song, Breathing in Stereo, I think, is the one that talks about Portland. It's like a little punkier. Um, I like, wrote that one as like one of my three favorite songs. Yeah. So I got that. I got Wedding Singer, and that song, Mass, is really good, too. Here's Breathing in Stereo. Yeah, this one's really good. It's cool. There's a song on the album, I forget which one it is, but it references like playing shows or like the industry. Uh-huh. And I don't like songs that are kind of like self-referential like that. Yeah, and yeah. like t- like insider talk yeah, is just I like... I don't love that. It feels a little too <laughs> on the really nose. I don't really remember that on here. I kind of do, but I don't remember the specific instance. But yeah. I feel, I feel as a subject matter, I'm not on board for that all the time. Not my favorite. Sometimes um, I can like look away, but yeah, uh, it's fine. You said you like the album art? It's fine. Yeah, I don't. It's, I mean, I, I don't love it. I think yeah. it fits their vibe. Yeah, it's. You're right. It it does kind of fit the album. I don't it's just really like, know what I. I mean, I'm not in the position <laughs> to say what I would replace it with. Yeah. What would you prefer? Like yeah, like just like a ghost smoking a cigarette. I would prefer like some just throw some South Philly shit in there. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just Queen of Jeans. <laughs> yeah, exactly. King of Jeans. Uh, I, which one was it really? It was King of Jeans, right? It was King. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there's a band called Queen of Jeans, and I just like whatever. Um. Well, and then some company made a pin that says Queen of Jeans. Oh, cool. They, which wow. is the reverse image of the guy and girl from the King of Jeans. Oh, sign. interesting. Yeah. Okay. Respect. Buy yeah. that Buy that pin. Google it. Buy it. Yeah. <laughs> we, we get a kickback for every Buy it and or Google it. 
Uh, what was the other song you said you liked? Mass? Mass. What's up with that song? That's the one where he references Massachusetts. South Philly, I think, again. Some nice downstroke palm muting. Blink-182, what's up? I'm just going to read this exactly uh, off of Wikipedia. Someone misspelled the word planned, but... Uh, what? Hang on, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I, I found something interesting on Wikipedia that I'm going to read out loud, uh, but someone misspelled the word planned and it took all of my Threw attention. <laughs> Modern Baseball announced plans d- to tour on March 3rd, 2016, setting the first dates shortly after the release of the new album. The tour kicked off on May 25th with Joyce Manor and Thin Lips. That's a pretty cool tour. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, on August 3rd, Modern Baseball announced that they would support Brand New in the Front Bottoms on tour supporting uh, in, in October 2016. Pretty two, uh, two pretty cool tours back to back. Some big stuff. Some hard hitters. Especially, I mean, that brand new tour must have been huge for them. Yeah, I bet. I, uh, was that when brand new played the Man Center? Do you think? I have a feeling it may have been. I don't I, really know. I don't pay yeah. much attention to them. But same. I don't know much about them. Yeah. But uh, either way, that's cool. Good e- for them. Emo experts. Brand modern new. Ba- modern, don't concur. Modern, base- <laughs> <laughs> modern baseball seemed to uh, have some. You know, good success. I feel like they had a pretty around. like meteoric rise. I feel like they I mean, probably they, played some them, some like West or like University City basement yeah. shows, and I feel like they probably went to Drexel or Penn because I, I feel like they're in with that crowd. I think it said something to the effect of like they started off playing a lot of those Drexel house shows. Yeah. Oh, the um, dude that tour managed them for a while, Eric, does Lamo Records. Cool. Which is pretty cool. He plays in the band Cherry as well. He plays drums. Oh, okay. He's yeah, a good yeah, guy. Yeah. I, remember, yeah. Okay. I think he's related to them somehow. I think he like tour managed them for a while or something. Cool. But yeah. Lamo Records, pretty awesome Philly record label. Shout I feel out. like Modern Shout Baseball out. probably had stuff on that record for sure. Record label for sure. Um, Pitchfork gave this record a 7.7. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Okay. What would yours be? Mine would be a little lower. I think I'd give it like a 6. Yeah. Yeah. I'd give it like a 7. Maybe yeah. Maybe 7.5, depending on my mood, but probably like a solid 7. Do you think we like emo more than we like cheesy movies? <laughs> I would say we most certainly do. That seems to be a theme. <laughs> um, so far, I mean, we're. <laughs> I, I'm just thinking, like, music-wise, seven, eight I movies, think we probably three. Have, we haven't really <laughs> purposely chosen records that we wouldn't like mm-hmm. yet. Yet, correct. We'll do it. Important word. Yeah, we'll do it. Yeah, we got life's all about balance. There were some yeah. whiny records that may not be emo, but from like a little, yeah. little back in the seventies, eighties. And when we run out of material in a couple of years, we'll get to those. You know who's whiny <laughs> is Bob Dylan. Oh, you are, but you are a big Bob Dylan fan. I fucking love and Bob I would, Dylan. I, I'm not a fan. I won't. Su- that's I won't another talk you. for another day. I won't subject you to it. <laughs> um, you want to try and come up with a weird outsider for this I one? I got one already. You got one? Let's hear it. Do you have one? I don't, but I'll, I'll think quick. So they got the song Apple Cider, I Don't Mind. Yeah. Mine is Night Rider, I Don't Mind. From the perspective of Kit from Knight Rider. <laughs> <laughs> Deep cut. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, what do we got here? Holy Ghost, Wedding Singer, Note to Self. Maybe like maybe like Note to Elf. It's like a Christmas song. Note to Elf. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that's like somebody easy. writing. Oh, somebody writing the letter to an elf instead of Santa. Correct. They don't think it'll make it all the way to Santa. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I like that. I can hear some accordion on that for sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. Some jingle bells and accordion. Yeah. Yeah. Weird Al Al saying ho, ho, ho in the beginning. Weird Al, we can ghostwrite these for you, dude. (laughs) You're listening, and I know you are. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for your support, Weird Al. He paid for this entire podcast, by the way. He bought us all of our mics, all of our equipment. All the equipment. Um, He got us cool Hawaiian shirts. I was going to ask if you knew Weird Al's name, and then I realized his last name is Yankovic. Like, if, how would you not know his last name? It, I had almost a lapse where I didn't know Weird Al's last name. How but stupid would that have been? You didn't know long enough to think that it was a good question to ask. <laughs> nope. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Um, that's about all I got. You that's wanna, about all I got. I just want to say I'm very pleasantly surprised by this. This is same. the first... Uh, I mean, I didn't really listen to the Finch record when we did that episode, but this is the first one that's really... I feel like I've gained something from doing these so far other than self-enjoyment from doing the podcast. But I feel like I've gained something that I can hold on to that I like. You know what I mean? Finch, yeah. Cool. You're yeah. saying you like Finch. Finch. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, modern baseball. No, modern, modern baseball, you've converted us. Uh, what do you want to hear to, for the transition? Just another face? Closing track? Yeah, that one's actually really good. That one's oh, really cool. One. Let's check it out. 
selfish ways I don't know how I got here Travel light endlessly Distort all reality I can't say how Alright, we're back and we're drinking wine, baby We're drinking Xavier Vignon Diablo, I think it's called Yeah Yeah I think it's like 2015 vintage. Not quite sure. Shout out. But it's good. To anyone out there named Xavier. <laughs> what it, was is my, your... it was my French name in French. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can tell your French teacher that you're drinking a nice Rhone blend. <laughs> Ooh. What was your French teacher's name? Um, Mrs. Smith. Oh, nice cover, dude. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know, it really was. It was. She was also my yearbook teacher. Very French name. My favorite teacher. Oh, Shout cool. Mrs. Smith. Oh, she sounds great. At Woodbridge. Was it... Uh, Brad Pitt's wife in the movie Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Yep. <laughs> Angelina Jolie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. As Mrs. Smith. <laughs> cool. <laughs> uh, speaking of movies, uh, what have you been watching? Uh, not. I don't really have many movies this week, but I watched the John Mulaney special Kid Gorgeous on Netflix. It's quite funny. Nope. You didn't like. You didn't care for it. No, I don't think I laughed once. Unfortunately, really? I do, feel like do you I like him typically. Love him. I think really? that New in Town is one of the best stand-up specials. I think he just figured out. John, His if you're formula. listening, I'm sorry. I think he figured out what people like that he does, which of course, like, I can't fault him for that. No, but it like, makes sense. And a lot of like um, comedians that make it big early on mm-hmm. kind of recycle. Like, it, it, look, it, look at Aziz. Like, yeah. his specials only get worse. And his I feel, first one, great. Totally. I feel like the more mass appeal you get as a stand-up, it's probably really tough to keep that edge and, and like not, and not like phone it in. I guess. But I don't also, know. Something about the John Mulaney one, I laugh sure. quite a bit. And there's nothing wrong with like if you're going to sell out a twenty thousand person theater, yeah. you've clearly got mass appeal. So yeah. like your jokes might not be as edgy or whatever. Or I like can, as alt. I can feel a little bit of a difference of his style and appeal. Mm-hmm. So I get that. Yeah. Um, I watched at the recommendation of Mike, <laughs> Jodorowsky's Dune. I don't know how I'd not watch this sooner because I feel like multiple people in my life have told me to watch this. I'm aware of Dune. I never read the book. But I <laughs> have think you seen the old it? movie's fine? Yeah, you've seen the Lynch version? Yeah. yeah. Um, that's like my favorite part in the documentary, though, is when <laughs> Jodo goes, and I watched it, and it was terrible. And I was <laughs> like, oh my God. Um, I mean, how would he ever like anything that he was supposed to do and put all this time into? Well, Anybody else yeah. doing it would never do its service. And, I mean, when he talks about it in the documentary, he, sound, he sounds like he was very open to liking it, mm-hmm. but that may have not been the case at the time. Dude, Kyle MacLachlan's first movie. True. How he was able to keep acting after like he just got, uh, yeah. he got torn to shreds and then came back like stronger than ever. That's crazy. It was awesome. He's um, maybe one of the best actors. I love him so I much. I love him. Um, but uh, it's really great. It's like so worth watching just to know how much his version of dune influenced everything else that happened sci-fi wise after that it's crazy like um also my favorite one was that basically the other guys working on the movie with him broke off and made alien together which is insane yeah we wouldn't have alien if it wasn't for jodorowsky's dune he got every like if you think you're a hard worker, go fuck yourself. Yodorowsky literally he got every major person in the world to be on his movie. And yeah. it was it would have been so I mean it's so impractical, but he got like Pink Floyd. He got Dolly. <laughs> the highest paid he, he wanted got, to be the highest paid person on the hundred thousand dollars a minute. Yeah, right. So uh, for a minute. He got Orson Welles. Yeah. He got he got like the animals or something. He got like Giger, every. Oh my God. Like, HR Giger. Yeah. He HR Puff and stuff. He got everybody. <laughs> <laughs> the gang's all here. Yeah. Puff and stuff. Giger. All the HRs. HR from the Bad Brains. HR. Henry Rollins. Um, no, that, that documentary is incredible. HR Max Headroom. Oh. He was in there too. Uh, nice Max Headroom reference. <laughs> thanks. And then uh, I started the new season of Glow. Like five oh, cool. episodes in. Yeah, By I still have to watch. By the time this airs, hopefully I will have finished it, but it's really great so far. They're getting a little deeper this season, which is cool. Cool. A little bit more serious. I still have to watch the first one. I know it's incredible, but yeah. I haven't watched it. It's great. That's all I got. What about you? What have you been watching? I'm going to rattle mine off. I had a sick day. I was supposed to go to my friend's wedding, but I got really sick and couldn't go, so I watched five movies that day. Wait, I w- was this the... The Finch wedding. Oh my God. Did you go to Finch instead? No, I slept <laughs> on my couch all day. I felt really bad. Come on, I know. Um, okay. I watched... Have you seen that movie Species? It's been a long, it's, oh, excuse me, it's been it's a long time. It's been yes. a long time. Isn't that, no, never mind, I'm thinking of Mimic. Yeah, it's, think of Species instead, it's, it's awesome. <laughs> uh, so I watched Species, I watched Cyborg, 
which is a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. Okay. Would not recommend it. Watch The Drunken Master. Watched Rad. Watched The Florida Project. Watched Zodiac. Watched Heat. Watched Black Swan. And then you really like Take Shelter? Was this all in the same day? No, this is not all in the same day. Anyway, oh. this is this is like so. In the one day, it was uh, Zodiac, Heat, Cyborg, Drunken Master, and that's it. it was just four. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what did you just ask me if I liked? Take Shelter. Dude, I love that movie. It was good. It's I love it. Michael Shannon. That is amazing. The first forty minutes are tough though. It takes a while to get into. I think it's certainly very much like a slow burn, mm-hmm. but. Once like, you figure, like, it takes like forty minutes to figure out what's actually going on. And sort of, but it, that whole time you start to think that he's crazy. Yeah, that's true. like what that first there, part does. Is it builds to the yeah. idea that he's crazy for sure. And, and uh, yeah, no, it was, it was really good. I'm, I have nothing more to say. I feel like I'm wasting time now, but I right. I liked it a lot. Cool, it was good. That's a lot. Of four four out of five. I've been busy. No, <laughs> uh, I had to watch Rad because uh, How Did This Get Made did Rad, and I love that movie so much. I've, actually, I've never seen it, but I do want to watch it. Now. Okay, I haven't I'll, listened to the episode yet either. But I'll it, let you borrow my DVD. My um, I was just gonna say, make your next Jackie Chan watch Legend of Drunken Master, the second one. Streaming nowhere. Really, it was on Hulu for a while. Thought I found one on YouTube. Couldn't find it. Yeah, they literally, like, I looked at I was willing to pay for That was the one I was trying to watch, but I couldn't find it. I think I have the DVD. I can let you borrow it. Okay. I'm, I'm holding off for the Blu-ray because they don't have a a non-dub version of it yet. True. That I'm aware of, so. Okay. Yeah. Nice. But it's great. All right, we'll do a little trade. Cool. Um, um, <laughs> Angels in the Outfield, coming up. Here's yes. How, here's how the movie starts. Let's Let's check it out. Absolutely heartbreaking. You got a young JGL just pouring his heart out. <laughs> also, what is that Caribbean music? Yeah, true. It's very strange. Yo, this movie is good a bit of a tearjerker yo i almost cried a little bit i did i i'm say gonna it. go ahead and say, say i did it. yeah i did yeah uh like wow did you watch this movie a lot when you were younger i did i had the tape of it same i, I think i had like the puffy box version of <laughs> yeah, the puffy and box. everything uh i definitely could quote this movie still when i was watching it the other night i was surprised at how much i actually remembered because when i first started it maybe like five to ten minutes in i was like i don't remember anything about this i don't Ooh, remember anything about this i'm the other way around i remember the first half i maybe i watched the first half and not the second half yeah. a lot but i remember the first half really well like jp's quotes like that's god's thumbnail i can i remember that <laughs> his quote his like famous catchphrase it could happen he says it six times oh in the movie okay <laughs> i didn't count i just read that <laughs> nice <laughs> it sounded like more honestly yeah um, we you found could... out jp is only in one other movie oh yeah i Which... didn't write the name down already but it's got dustin hoffman and john Travolta in it about a disgruntled museum employee or something gets his job back at gunpoint it's, gets it is he at gunpoint or is he Hold somebody else at gunpoint? gunpoint. I don't, I don't know. know. We gotta watch it to find out. Um, I could tell. I don't have time to say Joseph Gordon-Levitt all the time. I'm just gonna call him Jogo Lay. And I think that he. <laughs> I could tell when I was younger that he was like a good actor. Like there's yeah. a scene uh, where he's like kind of tearing up a little bit and like talking about his dad and stuff. And it's like he's getting like choked up and he's getting worked up. And like he's a good actor he's as a, a kid. Good kid actor. Yeah. I mean, no shade to it, JP. He's a little bit younger in this, but JP yeah. doesn't hold a candle to JGL in this. And it's a shame that Joe Golay didn't really like amount to much. <laughs> Crazy, right? <laughs> he wasn't the biggest actor well, like, in the world for a while. I forgot that he was in this. I was like, my earliest memory of him goes back to third rock or something. Yeah. But then I remembered, I was like, holy crap, he's in this. Yeah. Uh, do you know do you know what else Maggie is in? Can do you remember her? Too. Okay, yeah. She's a pigeon lady. Pigeon lady. She's great. <laughs> All right. Uh, respect, respect. Do you uh, know what else Danny Glover's in? <laughs> grumpy old men. <laughs> yeah, good one. Uh, Wait, he's not a grumpy old man. He's not? No. Oh. <laughs> what am I thinking of? <laughs> That's Walter Matthau and Jack Lemon, isn't it? I don't know. That might be the odd couple or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think Jack Lemon is also an odd couple. I don't know movies. <laughs> He's in uh, Gone Fishing. Danny. That's Gilles. exactly what I'm thinking of. Is there a scene of Grumpy Old Men? Well, that also where they're Walter fishing. Mathau in it. Oh, that's probably what you're thinking. That's of. what I'm thinking of. Then, yeah. Okay. Um, 
How do you know so, so much about Walter Matthau, you weirdo? <laughs> know, but he's in Dennis the Menace, too. Um, oh, yeah, he yeah. is. He's Mr. Wilson, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. And he's, he might be in Bad News Bears, Damn. the OG. I forget. <laughs> but uh, Fun fact, this movie was filmed in Oakland, not in Anaheim. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. Well, it's because, wasn't it um, football season, so that they had Correct. to use the other stadium? That's right. Yeah. Uh, you knew my fun facts. I'll just Ayo. butt out of this one. This movie has like a tremendous that guy cast. Yeah, like, Dermot oh, Mulroney. That guy, that guy, that guy. Matthew McConaughey, Adrian Brody. <laughs> I wish Matthew McConaughey had more to say because his character is awesome. He was maybe the best player on the team. I liked when he goes, felt like someone was holding my arms. <laughs> How'd I do that? <laughs> <laughs> That's like the only thing he says in the whole I movie, know. If it seems like. Oh, is the that guy that you're referring to, Taylor Negron? Negron? Um, Negron? The guy who like has to get them nachos and stuff? Oh, dude, the guy from uh, Airheads? Yeah. That guy's really great, too. He just died not that long ago. It's sad. Are you serious? Yeah, pretty young. I think wow. he was like 55, 60. I, I know did, it's 57 i did not know that he died three years ago yeah wow it's a bummer um r.i.p that guy yeah great <laughs> um it's got neil mcdonough in it i don't know who that is he's the pitcher like the real oh the, the zany like he's, guy with all the quirks he's hysterical in this i love him he is the equivalent of um daniel stern in rookie of the year okay yeah, <laughs> like i feel yeah. like they're the same character yeah they are um he's just like super eccentric there's like a really great great a really great quote from him <laughs> later on i'll try to find it between now and then but, oh say uh, can you see it's about a spanish guy yeah that one's really good <laughs> and then the part where uh they're in the locker room in the beginning he has like a really funny line mm-hmm. i don't know if i saved it or not though all right um anyway sorry. i think the announcer i forget what his name is it's a stupid name it's like charge or something like that uh, ranch wilder ranch Ugh, <laughs> stupid name uh i think he looks like the bad version of the mask from the mask <laughs> i'll we'll, the... we'll post it on the twitter or whatever and yeah. uh you'll see it it's insane it's <laughs> it so looks just funny. like him um also jp is the most like blindly positive kid he was raised in a car with his mom he lives in like this he gets shit on non-stop by miguel (laughs) even his boy joseph uh jogole like shits on him all the time too it's just like poor guy's just trying to like say he's just trying to have a good time so happy go lucky yeah all the time and i'm gonna keep making comparisons he's like g baby from hardball just like blindly happy is miguel the other kid Miguel's like the older brother who's like a bit of a dick yeah he's rude i mean he's like a teen (laughs) he's hardened He's hardened for sure. He gets adopted though. He does. Good for him. Shout out Miguel. <laughs> there's some pretty funny jokes in this movie. I feel like there's a lot of slapstick humor. Yeah. But like, uh, Roger is in bed and he's like praying and he's like, "Amen." And he like turns and like timing wise, it's really funny. He's like, "And a woman too." <laughs> I like that. That's pretty good. It's pretty funny. Um, dude, just what a breath of fresh air this. Oh my movie god! Was Thank you. To some of our other stuff. <sighs> this is. I love this movie. It's I, really good. You gave it. I, I'm talking about it. Yeah, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> what did I give it? I gave it exactly like what it very deserves. Very high rating. Yeah. What did you give it? A very low rating? No, I gave it like a, a good rating. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this movie has a lot. Um, on a previous podcast called Film Friends, we reviewed um, Major League. This movie has a lot of similarities. It's like it a couple years after Major League. It's also only for the pennant race. It also is house. like a rags to riches thing. It also <laughs> has like newspaper uh, articles to tell you like yep. what's happening in the season. Yep. Which is like a baseball movie staple yeah. anyway. It's got like a, a ragtag picture. Dude, what is it with baseball movies always being about the pennant? Yeah. And not the World Series. The most important thing that ever happens in baseball is the World Series. But instead, just go for the... Yeah. Everybody's going for that pennant all the time. It's crazy. You got to get the pennant to get to the World Series. Why not just get keep going a little bit? I was also really confused. So the dad says, like, when the Angels win the pennant. And when I was a little kid, I knew pennants were those, like, triangular-shaped things that you hang on your wall. <laughs> they won one of and those. And that's what I... Yeah, like... like tiny pennant. I didn't know that the thing... There, like, there was a pennant race. I guess yeah. you earn a pennant you get those merchandise pennants made when you win the pennant or whatever. I don't know. I still, I, I was, still don't get it. I think I just always assumed that it was some sort of like reward or prize or something. Yeah. Championship. Um, I, so I found the quote I was looking for. Um, so uh, Knox says, I want you all here in uniform at nine tomorrow. We're going back to work on fundamentals. And then the, uh, the one guy goes, or Ray Mitchell goes, fundamentals in the middle of the season. And then the pitcher dude, his name is Norton, goes, I yeah. the game started at one. <laughs> Knox goes, it does start at one. And you're a jackass. 
Norton says, no, I'm a pitcher. And then the, another guy says, well, you're a pitcher and a jackass. And then the dude, Jose, says, see, it's very common. <laughs> <laughs> nice dry humor. Yeah, that part was good. A lot of good slapstick stuff, like you said. You know who's sick in this movie? Christopher Lloyd. Oh, he's so good. He's great. I, I, my memory, like put him in it way more but he's not yeah he's, he's in really very, not in it that very much limited. there's the one scene where the fat guy goes like that guy who's always like you're a bum you stink like yeah, goes to get dude. yeah he leaves to go get a beer and comes back and christopher lloyd talks that dude went he stood up got a beer and came back in 63 seconds <laughs> impossible <laughs> i timed it i was like no way true <laughs> i don't buy it um Danny Glover just nonstop yells in this movie. Honestly, his performance is really good. He's great. Um, I think the movie's about him, like being a good person. But like, it's, it really it's, is. it's like half the movie's about him becoming a really good person. There's honestly so many. Like, it's crazy how many good messages there are in this movie. Yeah, don't it's smoke, like, Mel Mel Clark. Don't swear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't swear. Um, yeah, it's like a good non-smoking thing. I didn't even think about it. It's a. Uh, you know, just overall being a better person. Mm-hmm. It's sympathizing and uh, with like foster care. The kids the, are the like foster care system. The kids um, are surprisingly like coping with the, some pretty awful parent situations. Yeah. Did you see who plays JGL's dad in this? Did you clock that dude? Dermot Mulroney. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Like, dude, I knew I recognized him, but I had to look it up because I didn't recognize oh, him. Man. <laughs> My best friend's wedding. <laughs> oh, yeah. My best friend's wedding. Uh, yeah, that guy's like a great that guy sort of actor, too. Oh, he was on New Girl for a little while, too. Um, Did you catch the like cameo that. by the Lemon Fresh Pine Sol lady in the crowd? Oh, she's... Uh, wait. <laughs> yeah, she's sitting behind them at like yeah. the first game they yep. go to, right? And she's like, ah, whatever. Blah, <laughs> yeah, blah, blah. When they're calling the ticket numbers and JP wins. Damn, great memory. Yeah, and then... <laughs> JGL gets the photo and says, First JP's kid! So shy. Uh, and, and hey, then, Taylor Negron, what's your favorite movie with Sinbad in it? First kid! <laughs> I like the. Uh, <laughs> that's good. Um, I like the joke about when he gets his photo taken with Danny Glover and they take it and. Uh, what's the guy from Airhead's name? Taylor Negron. Yeah, he goes looks like a prison photo <laughs> and then later on when, he, when knox brings the photo to the foster home jp sees it and goes looks like a prison photo yeah that's <laughs> yo jp's such a good boy <laughs> um christopher lloyd is al what's your favorite i'm al what's your favorite al entrance oh the uh, the soda cup maybe that's what i wrote soda cup's a good one he appears in the soda and goes don't drink me i, I also like bubbling i also really like him lounging on like a, a pool chair or whatever like a chaise lounge uh, yeah, out in the like outfield the like it's happening behind him he doesn't even, he's not even doing anything hats like over his eyes and everything yeah a little drink and stuff yeah um there's a scene uh there's like a bunch of scenes, I guess, of Roger being like, I saw an angel. I saw an angel. Like, dude, we get it. We saw an angel. And there's just a couple of times that JP's like, okay, cool. Or <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he's like, there's an angel okay. with him right now. Good. <laughs> okay. Cool. Yeah. I can't see him. <laughs> no. I, what's your favorite angel appearance? Oh, the one where they carry uh, uh, Matthew, Matthew McConaughey. McConaughey. Yeah. Is that your favorite too? I like that one a lot. And I like the one when um, just massaging, massaging Amy Rose's <laughs> shoulders. And he's like, very exaggerating yeah. like so loosey-goosey uh, yeah <laughs> well, how do you feel about the catcher messner the fat guy that likes all the sausages and stuff i thought those chili dogs tasted kind of funny <laughs> like, <laughs> that's a i like that reasoning for why he hit the home run <laughs> i also uh, love how like two not that crazy things happened and they were like gotta be angels <laughs> gotta be <laughs> oh and it doesn't take much convincing for knox to believe it entirely yeah like he two buys games in. and he's like this kid's really on this kid's got it um what do you think maggie was sewing the whole movie no. She's like always sewing. She seems kind of like a uh, like an Afghan sort of lady to me. Yeah, like just crocheting Afghans. Yeah, yeah. Dude, she hits him with the jokes too. In like the so they're at like the press conference where like Knox might be getting fired. Oh yeah. And someone says, "Is it your belief that angels play baseball?" And she's like, "Since the All Star break, yeah, fucking killing <laughs> <And> them." Everyone's, <laughs> everyone's like, <laughs> Great "She's one, right." Maggie. How does she know about baseball? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, she said she doesn't want. She doesn't like going to the games. Yeah. she's more of a radio gal. It's true. <laughs> it's true. 
Oh my god! This director has done at least five baseball movies. Name the others. What are they? All right, buy me a little bit of time. Okay, I will. there's the scene where they're playing baseball. Like this is kind of where you see Knox being a good guy. He's playing baseball with all the neighborhood kids, and he's like, mm. "Marvin, run home!" And yeah, Marvin yeah. just runs away. Run home. Marvin run goes, home. Run home. <laughs> yeah. Run home. You told and, he, and, then, and uh, JP Roger Roger Roger's like. You told, him to, you told him to run home. Yeah. And everyone's cracking up. <laughs> Yo, that scene's great. That scene's great. I love it. Uh, Did you also catch, there's a scene where Danny Glover pulls a McConaughey and goes, all right, all right, all right, all right. Oh, no, I missed that. It that's was great. awesome. He's just giving a speech. I wonder if that's before McConaughey pulled that line out of his back pocket. <laughs> um, so the other baseball movies are 2011's TV movie, A Mile in His Shoes. Never heard of it. Um, you got... 2009's The Perfect Game. Never heard of it. 2007, The Sandlot, Heading Home. Okay, fine. Uh, <laughs> Angels in the Outfield, 1994. Nice. And there was one more. Uh, that was the worst drum roll of all time. I must have missed it, but yeah. I wrote at least five. There's four for you. Whatever, round up. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, <laughs> four out of five ain't bad. Yeah. Meatloaf. Uh, there's um, a movie called School of Life. That might be a soccer movie or a cheerleading movie. Okay. I've Can't heard really of School tell. of Rock. Yeah. It's like a sequel to that. Can you imagine having to go to a baseball game every day? Look at the, these little kids <laughs> had to go to like a baseball game every day. They loved it. They got hooked up with all the merchandise, too. They got That's the true. sick baseball jackets. That was they like kinda, the best part. They kind of like crapped all over david too dude go get me nachos go get me a drink go get me this they spill food all over his linen suit and they laugh so loud in his face the one time and then he gets like plastic wrap for a suit uh oh yeah that's right he does (laughs) and then they just continue to spill garbage all over him all day um he's a trooper though so the last time we watched a Sports? No, that's not the last I watched. Sports. When we were on Film Friends, you talked about how there was a robot in one of the movies. Yeah. Did you find any robots in this movie? Uh, well, first off, I wasn't on that episode of Film Friends. That wasn't me. Oh, that's Mark. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I listened to that episode and I agree with Mark's theory about the robot uh, <laughs> playing Dennis Haysbert. <laughs> find a, a robot in this movie. I, I mean, would say of anything, it could be uh, the bad guy. What's his oh, name again? True. Rid. Charge, charge, <laughs> ranch. It's not, it's not charge. It's ranch. Ranch Wilder. He's, he's just. A, he's a bit of a robot. Dick. Yeah, he's an asshole. I always try to watch movies <laughs> no, that's with the with the robot in mind. Correct. No. Um. It's been a thing I've done for a while where I watch movies to see like movies that have no trace of sexuality, no kissing, no sex scenes, nothing like that. This movie is one of the the like very 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 few movies that that fits. Yeah, there's not like there's any nothing forced romance of any kind, and I which, think that's why it's so good because love stinks. Well, usually in like a movie where something like adoption is the theme, yeah, there's always a a romantic angle. Like, you know, you would expect Danny Glover's character to have a love interest in this, sure. Ultimately, attribute to him becoming a better person mm-hmm. and then being more fatherly or whatever. Right. But he just, he, the love. There's uh, no trace of it. He never even mentions that he has like a wife or anything, nope. I don't think. The love for the children is enough. The love for the game. Love Can't for that the just kids. be enough? He, he even starts to move you off by saying how much he hates kids. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, when he first tries to get the, when they first try to get the photo, but. Oh, yeah, true. Um, there's a line in here. I don't know who said it, but someone says, quote unquote, go get them for the championship. That person has never watched a sports game in their entire <laughs> life. for the championship yeah. like that? Yeah, I can't remember who said it, but they, that's awful. Good writing. Um, I have a question, and it relates to the when JP can't get in the car scene. Oh. Does Danny Glover have a CDL? <laughs> <laughs> he must. <laughs> <laughs> he drove that bus like a pro. He sure in did. In like a neighborhood. Do you think <laughs> he had a rough pass, too? Um, so maybe he had to drive a bus at one point. Maybe. Maybe he couldn't really. Well, no, because he had that fly-ass car. <laughs> I don't, I don't know, know, dude. I got Either nothing. Either way. That's a very good question. I was a big Christopher Lloyd fan when I was a kid. Okay. I feel like this movie is like part of that. What did you like him in the most? Like Back to the Back Future? Back to the Future. Yeah. One of my favorite movies of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clue. It's Professor Plum. Oh, I don't like Clue all that much. Really? Yeah. Some of my roommates watch it a lot. And I, I, lo- just I love it. I don't care uh, for it. Roger Rabbit. Of yeah, course, he's Judge Doom. That I watched that movie nonstop as a kid. Yeah, I love that movie. Suburban Commando, the Hulk Hogan vehicle. 
Uh, I still I still can't get over uh, Roger Rabbit. The scene when they dip the shoe in the acid Dude, is disturbing. There were parts of that movie when I was a kid I had to like look away. When he gets rolled over, it was like it was like terrifying and gruesome. And he comes back like stronger than ever as like a freak cartoon. Yeah, yeah. Ugh, God. Uh, Adam's family. He's great as. Um, <laughs> they were gonna say Adam Sandler. I can't even think of his name. Uh, Fester. Fester. Um, and I watched when I was a kid. I watched a little bit of Taxi, like when it was on TV Land. And stuff. Okay, he was cool in that. You're a big uh, Andy Kaufman fan. I think I just was. I wasn't super aware of who Latka. how important Andy Kaufman was then. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean Tony Danza was in that too, wasn't he? He was. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of um, people that have been in multiple things together in this movie. There's like a t- if you look at the IMDb trivia, there's like a ton of them. But the ones that really stood out to me, and there's like this is only like half of them. So Joshua Gordon-Levitt and Tony Danza were in Don John Ooh, together. Porn um, movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is kind of related. Adrian Brody and Matthew McConaughey would go on to win Academy Awards for Best Actor and other things. Cool. Um, Christopher Lloyd and Tony Danza were in Taxi. Christopher Lloyd and Joseph Gordon-Levitt were in Sin City, a Dame Guild War. Danny Glover and that old guy were in Grumpy Old Men, yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Gone <laughs> Fishing. Uh, that old guy. Well, listen to me. How rude. <laughs> I wrote. How is Al just going to drop a bomb on Roger saying that Mel is going to die in six months? Yeah. Six months. I'm just here to check on him. Dude, not the time. <laughs> it was like the last play of the game when yeah. Mel is like really feeling it and hurting. And uh, he's like, yeah, he's going to be with us. He's going to become one of us. He's going to be an angel like soon. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. There's some sad dark. stuff. Like that's darker than like motorcycle dad just gallivanting around and being like, I don't even care for my son anymore. I yeah. thought that was sad. Dude. Try dying. That's Try, like, hey, you see your boy <laughs> T Danza over there? He's gonna die. Who's the boss now? Whether he wins <laughs> this or not, he's gonna die soon too. In yeah. less than a year, kid. W- went out on top. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Arguably, won the yeah. Oh, right. We don't know what happened in the World <laughs> Series. There's two sequels to this movie. Okay. Angels, Angels in the infield. Angels in the infield, and Angels in the end zone. They brought Christopher Lloyd back for that one. God, thank thank goodness. I don't think he's in Infield. I don't know. I don't, I don't think I ever saw is. Infield. I, mean, I didn't see End Zone or Infield. But no, I definitely didn't see End, end Zone. What's your uh, what's your Angels in the What movie? If, if I if make, I had to pick one, to, if you had to make one, where would the Angels be? <laughs> for some reason, my brain went to Angels in the Hot Dog because <laughs> I was just thinking right. of him like in the bottom of a soda can. Okay, maybe like Angels in the Subway. Yeah, <laughs> like the restaurant or the public transit. Real mundane. Angels on the, angels on the mega bus. Yeah. <laughs> angels in heaven. It's just like an origin story. <laughs> an origin story. <laughs> Why can they come down and help out with only baseball games? We must know where they come from. <laughs> from heaven, my boy. Um, I got I got nothing else to say. Rotten Tomatoes. Does not care for this movie. Oh, okay. How bad? <laughs> Do 30, I? 33%. It's a children's movie. There's like a I different know. scale. Like, that's why I found. Uh, the, I guess that's true. I'm Maybe looking at That's the f- why I found that your review was a little shocking to me. I'm looking at the fan meter. Hold so what up. Did, what did you give it on Letterboxd? I right? gave this movie a 4.5 out of 5. Which on... translates to a 9 out of 10. Yeah. I love this movie. That's... Like, if a movie can bring me almost to tears. That's it's pretty, true. It's pretty good. That's true. Yo, the end when he's like adopting them. What did you give it? You heartless savage. I give it like a 7 out of 10. Okay, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. I like it more than you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Some of us don't like Bridget Jones as much as you do. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's really great. I think it's, it stands the test of time. To have child actors that are that good and to have crisp. Ben Glover, no, uh, Christopher, oh. Christopher Lloyd, and to have Danny Glover, <laughs> yes, <laughs> and uh, I don't know, like and Adrian Brody, they, and they Matthew all, McConaughey, they all killed it, and Maggie, the real star of the movie, Maggie. Yo, she Maggie's, she's the true angel in this movie. Yeah, she was amazing. I'm trying to bring up the Rotten Tomatoes fan meter, fan score, whatever they think it's called. Well, while you're doing that, I found a really great 10 out of 10 review on IMDb I'd like to share with you. Mm -hmm. So the title is Vampire in the Outfield. Interesting. (laughs) They, uh, some guy named Walter Knight said, Walter Matthew (laughs) (laughs) all comes back. Um, there aren't many baseball stories out there. 
wrong. There's like yeah. a million. I can think of like four involving Kevin Costner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Consider the ebook Vampire in the Outfield. It's a, it's a spoof on Angels in the Outfield and all things a vampire. A rookie Seattle Mariners baseball player discovers he can hit and play better after being bitten by a vampire. Of course, he still has a problem with day games. Does this guy know that you're supposed to review the movie, <laughs> the movie it's for? He still has a problem with day games, being photographs. I think he meant photographed. And beating the quote-unquote evil empire New York Yankees. It could happen. Johnny, oh, nice. Johnny Black makes a deal with the devil. It could happen. He's the baseball commissioner for TV rights, but gets double-crossed. Vampires aren't allowed. Oh. <laughs> the integrity of the game is at stake. What? Let me stop you right there, Walter Knight. What is th- what is this? Is this like his elevator pitch for a spinoff? Dude, no. He said... It, there's no way that's real. Dude, Look it up. have to do some further okay. research. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, Angels in the Outfield has an audience score of 49%, and that is also a crime. This movie is good. Yeah. I swear. You've all, you've all seen it. Everyone listening to this movie uh, podcast has seen this movie. Yeah, I bet. It's, I mean, at some point in your life, it's so good. Maggie's name is Brenda Fricker. That's a pretty unfortunate name. <laughs> Fricker, I barely know her. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Jesus. That's about all I got for the movie. Uh, should we do a little bit of a, a segment called Tasting Notes? Um, my phone just crashed. <laughs> so give me a second. Uh, I think I know what I got if I can't get it back up in time, but you, you can I'll go, go for first. It. So mine was, so from the record, this is the format I do. Okay. I always try to pull the drink from the record, the wine, and the food from the cheese of the movie. Yeah. Uh, from the record, I got Apple Cider. Okay, perfect. I have the song title Apple Cider. And with, paired with hot dogs or cracker, and Cracker Jacks. Because <laughs> baseball. I don't care if I ever get back. All right, my phone's back. <laughs> um, but you I, do care your phone comes back. It's true. Uh, I wrote mine in the, like sentence form this time. This week's meal is a ballpark frank complete with ketchup, no mustard, no relish, french fries, a Coca-Cola, and for the modern baseball Holy Ghost side, some tasty cakes, preferably butterscotch crimpets. Wait, how do the tasty cakes come in? Because they're from Philly. True, I love that. <laughs> Sprinkle some peanut chews on top. Oh, perfect. Um, and then uh, that's it. <laughs> I got nothing. Of course, else. since we got back to back segments, I got the wine or cheese. Oh, okay. Put me on the spot. I'll I'll hit you with some of these in the future. I'm not doing very good at this. Right no, nope. it's okay. Um, the first one I got is the quote is, "I'm not the same as I was, but that's cool. Whatever." Oh, that's definitely from the album. You're right. It's from the song "Breathing in Stereo." Hell yeah. Um, one for one. I, I'll do three this time. Okay. Because um, I always have one as a backup in case you pick the same one. But you oh. can pick any, so we're okay. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I suck. Next one is, if I was sleeping, how could I be talking to you? No, I can. That's from when uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is talking to Miguel and uh, JP right before he says his prayers to make the angels come into the movie. So it's definitely from the angels in the outfield from 1994, the Disney classic. Thank you very much. Absolutely. What if I was like, no, wrong. <laughs> Oh, that's uh, actually from modern baseballs. <laughs> um, and then the last one is we do it all summer and it's a big bummer. That's definitely, uh, the modern baseball wrong. It's when the character maple is singing in the, Oh, in the uh, locker room. We're going to lose the Angels. game. Yeah. Oh, he gets he stops on the word bummer, I think. That's like the last thing he says. It might, it might be, yeah. but yep. And then that's when Knox like, throws the baseball bats over the place and it knocks the dude in the noggin. Exactly. Yeah. Two for three. Got you again. Stumped you again. At hey, least once. That's, I'm two out of three in bed. Meatloaf. <laughs> um, I guess that's it. I, I don't really have a whole lot else to say about no. the movie, about the rap, the record. Yeah. About the rap I enjoyed game. both immensely. Yeah, likewise. This is a good. This is a good uh, episode. Really good episode. Both were great. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're losing steam. Um, should we just shout out? Next week we're going to be doing something very near and dear to my heart. I may or may not have a tattoo related to this album. Stay what you are by saves the day. And fifty first states. And 51st is that what we decided? States, okay. The Adam Sandler vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, couldn't be more excited. Yeah, it'll be a four-hour episode. I'm not going to shut up. You <laughs> got to pry wine, me away. Just on the wine portion. It'll uh, be three and a half okay. hours. We'll talk about the movie for like half hour. <laughs> <laughs> um, besides that, thank you to Cinepunks as always for having us. Yeah, check out 
cinepunks.com check out the other shows on the podcast network check out uh lvac chris reject and lehigh valley apparel creation creations okay X, sweet xlvacx.com <laughs> for all your screen printing needs. so sick um yeah thank you guys for listening and um we're gonna play a little bit of modern baseball to to take us out what is it th- to play us out to play us out that's what it is. i was trying to think <laughs> the bill or anything um let's play apple cider i don't mind have an apple cider listen to this track Thanks for listening.